I've just bought, or I'm just buying 100% of the company I currently own 50% of. This video, sorry, this audio diary is a documentation of that journey. Now, just a little bit of background. I am in my 50s. I used to be a merchant banker. Then I left that about 15 years ago and started a mystery shopping business. Now, mystery shopping is about measuring customer service in retail outlets. So we send our secret spies in and they measure the customer service. Um, the business has changed a lot over 15 years, obviously, with cloud computing and everything else. But um, what happened about 10 years ago was that um, I bought out my original shareholders along with my operations manager. Now, my operations manager was an absolute guru. Um, I was had the shits with my board didn't know what to do. She was looking at leaving because of a lot of the stuff up at the board level. So um, I said to her, why don't, why don't we buy them out completely and we'll go 50-50. So we went 50-50. Now, that was a good idea at the time. But what then happens is that over time, and now obviously I secured the star employee, over time you have a um, a really good period because you're doing a lot of stuff together. We rebranded the website, um, did a whole lot of really cool stuff. Then over time, we actually started to get really distracted. I think we got high on our own octane and we did all sorts of things. We had all sorts of distractions, one of which was we started a fashion line. Yeah, fashion line. So why are we starting a fashion line? Because we thought we could. And I think, again, like I said, we were drunk on the high octane fumes of freedom. So we've done that and we then spectacularly fail in the extra products and in the um, clothing business. Now, the clothing business was interesting. It wasn't that we weren't good at it. Uh, We got 11,000 followers on Facebook pretty quickly. We started getting sales. But what we realized is that it's really, really hard to do two things at once. Um, What I needed, because it was really her baby, I really needed her to champion the social media and getting out there and doing the whole prancing around with the clothes and models, but that she's a very much a back office person. So that, and I didn't want to be the front person for something that was really her idea, her, her thing, and it was her passion. I didn't have the passion for the clothes. So we had one guy who was happy to do the, the, the facing the camera stuff, but it wasn't his passion, and the other person who had the passion but didn't really want to do the fronting. So we got into this situation where I remember there was, a, there was a, a really salient point where we were going to do a massive launch in an old, ancient kind of movie theatre and it was going to cost us a fortune. We're still running the mystery shopping at this business at this stage and it's starting to go down. We're chewing money up out of that business to the point where we pretty much chewed it all up and we had a launch to do and it was going to cost us a lot of money and I kind of I pulled the pin and said, I don't want to do this. I really got cold feet. It was the point where I could either jump in with both feet or, excuse the noise in the background, or it was the point where um, we pull back and say, now let's focus on the core business. We decided to focus on the core business and we went okay a little and we recovered a bit. But then something else happened was that our relationship started to sour. Now, we've been together for 10 years and after a while, you know, you're together all the time. Now, the thing in the, about running a business is that you don't get to enjoy many good times. Yes, you can win a big client. You do the hippie parade, you 
pop the champagne corks, but then the next day it's, oh shit, now we've got to do something. And then it's the hard grind. It's Running a business is 95% hard grind. It's just hard work. So our relationship is surrounded by hard work as 50-50 partners. Um, she's now... I'm going to fast forward that story to the end. Um, she's now decided to resign from the business and I'm buying her shares out. So we are in the middle of that. Now, what's interesting about this is that um, as soon as we had the discussion, so this is now, today is day two or day three. The days are all merging together a little and I'm going to try to do a, a, an audio diary every day, but just that was just all to catch you up. She resigned um, Monday morning. This is I'm now doing this on Wednesday afternoon, so it's day three. And I was quite impassive about it. I think we both secretly wanted it. And we've, we're going to have an orderly exit, I hope. But it's like a divorce. Um, but it's like that long-term relationship where you don't get all, actually all the good bits of the romantic dinners and the, the intimacy and the, and the holidays together. You don't get all of that. You just get all the hard work. So we're having a divorce but an amicable one. So emotionally, the good thing is that we're not as invested as would a married couple, um, but it's still going to be tough. So uh, Monday comes, she resigns. I say to her, look, I just need a day or two just to get my head around it. So I've started getting my head around it. So what I'm going to do now is document what's been going on. This is, this is the, the, the birth of a new business and the birth of a new business that I own 100% or I'm intending to, if it's not going to be 100 and I need some investors, I'm going to be 100% or close to 100%. What's really interesting and on reflection is that I, well, as soon as she left my office, I did a meditation. I just, I was so, my brain was so on fire. I just had to sit there and meditate. It was a pretty, it was a bit of an arm wrestle, but I, I got to a place of peace um, but then I very quickly ramped up again when I came out of the meditation, but still I had that little pause and it did me a world of good. Um, at the same time, I'm reading a book on stoicism, uh, which is just the perfect time to be reading it, basically about preparing yourself for the bad times, knowing the bad times are going to be there and how you're going to deal with them. It's all about, to me, well, it's about tranquility and it's about a cross between equanimity from a from a Buddhist perspective and this tranquil this stoic tranquility. So I might talk about that a little bit more later, but this has really helped me because I know that I'm going to have a shit fight. She has left me the business in a beautiful operational um, position. It's it's in wrapping paper, it's got a bow on it. Now as I said to my staff, the only thing that we have to be careful of now is that I don't um, it's going to be like a, a gift that you leave in the back of the car and then the, the edges start to fray and you get little white bits where the, the, the glossy paints come off the wrapping and the, and the ribbon gets a little bit dishevelled. I think, well, I know that's what's going to happen to it in the next couple of weeks or months. So this is the stoicism. It's like expecting these things to happen. Um, but I know we're going to get through it. So what I've done since, um, since she resigned is basically said to her, I need a day or two. We don't talk sorry, hopefully last last tangent. We don't talk at the moment. We talk through email, though we sit like very close to each other. So that's a bit horrible. But they're amicable emails now. It's like hi and bye and everything else, but we don't really talk face to face. Um, but I said to her, I need a couple of days. So what I'm doing now is working a lot with my accounts person. We've got an office of about nine people 
got two people in Shanghai, I'm based just south of Sydney and some people in the Philippines. So what I've done straight away is I've just gone to all my, a lot of my contacts and just tried to secure some resources if I need them for an emergency um, to do the technical operational stuff that my manager does. Um, got my accounts person on board, so we've got to do a whole lot of financial stuff in terms of payout for my partner and um, buying out her shares. So that's going to be very, very tough, very interesting because I don't have the money really. So we're going to work out how we're going to do that. Um, so the first things I did, I put a marker in the ground with the staff to say to them, nothing's going to change. I spoke to them all individually. Second thing I did, and that was on Tuesday, and there was a bit of shock horror to them. Um, the second thing I did was, was something kind of strange. I asked them to send me an email stating the strengths of each of the other employees, not the weaknesses. I did not want the weaknesses. Um, We've been a very operational, bit hard-nosed, I think, as a business, and calling a spade a shovel and all the rest of it. But I just want it to. I want to lift. I want to lift the mood a little and lift the culture and just have a, a, a culture of gratitude and appreciation. So, I have um, asked them to send me an email, highlighting the good things, the strengths of of their coworkers, and that was really awesome because it came back with some very enlightening stuff and I said to them the reason why I want to do it is that I don't interact with you all individually every day because I'm not operational my role's been more sales and business development Um, but I've got an inkling as to what everyone's good at however I just want to know what they think they're good at and I found some holes where I didn't realize that some people had strengths until they were pointed out to me and as soon as I read the words I went oh okay like for example one of the employees I was told that um, she's she's pretty aggressive at getting the work done um, and she's got, she's got the balls to call it when she has to call makes tough tough decisions when I read it I thought actually yeah that is her that that is that person so pretty awesome to just just have those thoughts solidified so was it done in a great spirit and um, I was a little bit nervous about them they might not want to do it, but it was great. Um, Then what we've done since then is I had the first conference call, a video conference call with all staff. So we've got this business in China, which has always been out the side. We've got these Filipino ladies that help us with admin work. And we've got people in Australia. Plus, we've got these quality controllers who sit in a different part of the office and it's kind of separate. So everything's been very separate. So what I really wanted to do was get everyone together. So I organised a uh, very clunky Skype call and um, then at the end, one person called in sick today, so he he called in from home. Um, had to use Skype because the Chinese can't get onto Google Hangouts and they can't use Zoom, so that's all. There's a whole lot of story there. So it didn't matter, it was clunky, but I got everyone together and it was it was really a nice feeling. Um, and I, hopefully they, they're starting, they'll see these things that I'm trying to do. Um, so that was today, Wednesday. Um, where I've ended up today is that I've got a whiteboard with basically going through my client process. Um, so from the sale to the onboarding, the development of what we do is new questionnaires, new programs, our first live round and then our live ongoing rounds and kind of track what happens with the custom, our clients along the way. And then I've got another section underneath that, which is the admin stuff. Um, I'm big on technology, so it'll be things like um, our intranet, um, looking at Asana at a, at, a, at a task management system, exception reporting, um, and, and also a PA. I've, I've, I'm going to get a, a Filipino PA on board. I've actually seconded one of the other PAs to help me. Uh, she's going to 
it's a quiet end of month and she's going to help me um, do some, she's going to assist me in the next couple of weeks because I'm just going to be flat out. And then, I, but I want to get a proper PA. Um, so that's underway. Um, and then I've also got gone through all the admin functions like in our world, it's like scheduling the work, scheduling the Australian work, the overseas work, coordinating the stuff within the office and our quality controllers, um, project tracking, managing the the outsourced workers in the Philippines, recruiting our people to do the jobs where we have holes. Like, for example, we have to do a, a mystery shop in a remote area where we don't have shoppers that are applicable for that job. Um, someone to do the technical efficiency stuff, someone to schedule the work, someone to do the cash flow and the financial stuff. Um, someone to oversee the clients, but also someone to do the client comms, so the ongoing stuff with the clients. So I've, I've broken that up and I've looked at who's responsible for each of those and who's actually going to do it and whether there's a difference. So I'm, I'm just brain dumping on this whiteboard, which I'll take a photo of. I don't know whether I can put it anywhere here and just trying to get my head around the structure of the business. Tomorrow, I'll probably get the the, the the accounts will give me a good idea of the financial position that, from a perspective of really getting it up to date and the perspective of getting uh, this financial deal done with my um, my partner. So the other things that have happened is I've spent a lot of time on, on the the communication and I've, what I've also made another change. So in terms of onboard, we just brought on a new client, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm doing them in a slightly different onboarding process, which is heavy on communication. And I said this to the staff today, I am an over-communicator and that drives my kids crazy. Um, I, I think my, my business partner in, in her operational role, the reason why she, she's so efficient is that she's just very matter-of-fact about getting stuff done. Where's this? Where's that? I need this. I need that. But I'm more contextual. So I'm going to, I, I'm not as good at that, but I'm better at painting the context. So I'm going to get this PA and maybe one of the other staff to provide this day-to-day, what's everything up to uh, type of reporting and and adjustment for everyone's day because um, I'm not very good at doing that, but I'm going to really give them the context because I know that people are cre- craving context, especially, especially our quality controllers who sit in the same office, but they feel like they're mushrooms and they don't feel included in things. So um, that's, that's another part of the culture that I'm trying to bring in. So just a little bit about the new client. The new client was is an awesome thing. Um, been working on them a little while. It's a really really rushed job. It'll be decent money, um, and this will be a, this will be a, a, a not a test but a marker of the difference in the approach. Um, my business partner was very nervous and about. Well, it's such a rush. You've got to say to them, we can't guarantee the work's going to get done because I can't guarantee. Put my hand on my heart that we're going to get this done on time. And I'm like, you know what? It's so profitable that I think we just need to do it. But that would have been an argument. So now that she's stepping away, I've not even said to the staff, suggested that we can't do them. We're just going to get them done. Come hell or high water, it's going to get done. So um, that's a little bit different. All I've done is gone back to the client and say, yes, 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 we can do a whole lot of stuff. Now, I'm not just going to be a yes man because what I did do to them last week, I do to them... (laughs) That doesn't sound right. But I said to them, look, we need everything by Friday for you guys to start November 4. November 4 is already a big stretch. They didn't get me the stuff Friday. He came back to me only today, Wednesday, 
And basically I said to him on Friday, look, if you don't get it to me on Friday, you're going to have to pay an extra $1,000 um, setup fee. And he was quite happy to do that and he's agreed to pay that today. So I'm not just bending over backwards to do it, but um, I haven't gone back with problems. I'm just saying, yep, we're going to get this stuff done. I need these things from you. And it's slightly different, not what's going to stop us getting the work done in time, but it's going to be more of a... Um, we've got to work out what we can do to get this thing done. Now, if they're unreasonable and if things are just, just impossible, I'll go back to them and say, hey, look, just so you understand, this thing's now impossible because of whatever and the timings really are too tight, but that's a different discussion. I don't want to front end all of that negativity, though I'm practicing stoicism, I don't need to practice all of that in front of the client. They know that it's tight. Uh, we've had discussions about that. So again, it's a slightly different change in the culture. It's going to be really interesting to watch how this culture is going to evolve. So that's it for today. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm keen to see how this recording goes um, ongoing. It's, it's actually quite refreshing to be documenting it. And it's call it my video diary, um, my audio diary. Um, I was going to do video, but video is just a bit of work. You've got to look at it. I don't know that you want to necessarily look at me. I might do some YouTube videos as well. But for the time being, I'm going to stick with audio. Um, this is only the first day I've done this. If you're listening to it, if I'm not just talking to tumbleweeds, um, it's actually, it, it's really good to sit here and just reflect and talk about it. Um, the last thing I want to just finish, maybe the last thing I should finish all of these on is, is a note of gratitude. Um, I'm really grateful that I've got some really good young staff. Um, they're very, very capable and I'm looking to um, see if I can develop them more. The fantastic thing about this is now that they see like there's opportunity for them to move, there's a lot of work to be done. As I've said to them, I don't know if I'm going to replace my my, my current opera, operations director with another senior person, we might just absorb the work within the building and some, and some um, of our, our outsourced staff. Um, so there's opportunity for them. So I'm really grateful that they are there and that they've, they're, they're, they seem to be coming along for the ride. Um, so yeah, I might have to end these on a note of gratitude. I think that could be a good thing because yeah, gratitude is everything. So that's it from me, Stephen DiPietro. I'm signing off. And to the tumbleweed who's listening to this, thanks for listening in. Bye-bye.